Hey everyone, welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast, where we talk about everything dog. Q&As with veterinarian professionals, rescue operators, everyday topics. We cover everything dog on this podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the Canine Culture Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And make sure you're following us on social media on both Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Now here's that next episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast. This is your host, Brittany, and we are joined today by Madison from True and Faithful Pet Rescue Mission. So thank you so much, Madison, for joining us. Absolutely. We're so excited to be featured this week. So uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we kind of jump into the rescue. So my name is Madison and I'm a core ranch member and director at True and Faithful Pet Rescue Mission. I joined over, I think, a year now I've been there and I help with the owner. Her name is Lisa. I help her with marketing on social media, TikTok, Instagram, videos, pictures, as well as doing day-to-day shifts at the ranch. That's awesome. And um, just so you know, your position is the reason that I have multiple rescue dogs. So I see them on Facebook or Instagram and I end up with them. Uh, so what you're doing is <laughs> yes, like yes. the core of how people get rescue dogs. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. <laughs> so you guys really stood out to me. I've been following you guys for a little bit on social media because what your rescue does is my ultimate goal. Um, starting like a senior rescue. And my focus is really going to be like senior and hospice care. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what true and faithful pet rescue mission does a little bit about your mission and just kind of like what you guys do. So our mission is to save unwanted and senior dogs from high kill shelters and basically be the voice for the voiceless and we're located in Venice, Florida. So we pull from a lot of high kill shelters. We also do owner surrenders, breeder surrenders, and things like that. And our rescue, so we're not a shelter, we're a rescue. We pull from the shelters. And at the rescue, we it's basically like we have a bunch of property and a main room and sheds, and the dogs just get to roam free. And you know, we have about 20 to 30 residents, and then we have others like 10 to 20, you know, coming in and out, we're adopting, and then some just stay there for the rest of the life. So we're basically a sanctuary as well for a lot of dogs. So that is kind of like just a quick overview of what we do. So I know you guys got them both, like you said, from rescues and from like owner, or I'm sorry, from shelters and owner surrenders. Would you say that a majority of the time you guys are going to these shelters and that's how you're getting the dogs or, or are you guys seeing a lot of people calling in wanting to um, surrender their dog to you? So I would say it's really a lot of both. We get a lot of DMs. We get a lot of calls saying that they can't take care of the dogs anymore. And sometimes it's very direct, but also a lot of the times the shelters we pull from are very consistent. We pull regularly and they call us specifically and be like, Hey, we know you really like Pomeranians. We have all these Pomeranians. You need to come get them. And so we'll go to the shelter and pick them up. We also go to the owners and pick them up. And so we go out and pick them up. But a lot of the times, both shelters, both owners, both breeders will directly reach out to us. And a lot of people don't. So you mentioned Pomeranians and I have four Pomeranians. And a lot of people are like, those dogs don't get dumped. Those dogs don't get surrendered. And I think there's a lack of knowledge, a lack of education on that. And so 
you know, what are some of those top breeds that you think would shock people that you guys are getting? And then kind of the second part of that question is what is normally the reason for owner surrenders? And you don't have to, you know, give any names or be specific, (laughs) but I just think it's really helpful for people to kind of learn more about this. And so if you could talk about the breeds and the reasons, I think that would be helpful. Yeah. So I just started at this rescue, you know, a year ago. So I, again, did not know that Pomeranians were in, in rescues either. I mean, it's a total shock, the kind of dogs that we see come in there. And I mean, I, some of the top breeds, again, purebred Pomeranians, we recently just had a standard poodle come in. I mean, and we haven't, we didn't pull any, but in the shelters, if you go on the Miami shelter, it's free to everybody. You will see purebred dogs. And especially right now from the Miami shelter, there was Dobermans. Um, I mean, there's so Huskies and all these little dogs. I mean, so many purebred apple head chihuahuas, and there's just like so many, and you, you would be surprised not only by how well-bred these dogs are, but the reasons, I mean, there's not one like specific reason that I would say a dog is getting dropped, but I mean, it is just so rare. I mean, I think just people, I think the biggest thing is don't give dogs time, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want Like if the dog isn't perfect, they don't want it anymore. And unfortunately in South Florida, there's just such a crisis of people dropping off their dogs. They just don't care. I mean, you can look and see dogs go in and out of the shelters for nine years and completely age because their owners keep dropping them off. They allow them to readopt them and then just drop them back off. They don't care. Nobody cares. They don't care about these dogs. They don't, they don't want to put in the time. They don't want to potty train them. They don't want to train them period. And then when things go wrong, they're upset. They return the dogs. I mean, People just don't give it enough time. I mean, the reason we had one that went pretty viral and it was so real. We had someone return to our rescue, our very thorough process, because they didn't want to put the dog in bed with them. Oh, that's a, uh, that's a very strange reason. (laughs) Right. It was, I mean, it went completely viral because of how absurd it was. This dog was absolutely fantastic. Her name was Twinkle. Everybody saw this immediately. We had hundreds of applications and she did find her home, the right uh, forever home. But, you know, people just, they don't want to, they just lack, they're lacking. Yeah. I, I've heard people say, well, I don't have the time. And so you kind of knew your schedule when you got the dog or you knew you'd be right, working, right. you know, you know, you have right. a nine to five or, you know, you have kids. And so I just don't think people are thinking it through and like, oh, this would be fluffy would be cute for my kids for Easter. And it's like, well, can you commit to fluffy? Can you take care Mm -hmm. of fluffy? And I do think there are times where if people truly care and they want to spend the time, your dog doesn't really care if you're not home for however many hours during the day, as long as you're giving them attention and caring for them. Well, when you are home, that's normally better than sitting in a shelter or maybe sitting at a rescue with, you know, 20 other dogs waiting for their owner to come back. And I don't think people understand that. They absolutely do not understand it. And it's really unfortunate because a lot of the times people don't realize that it doesn't take much to step up. And, you know, even if it is fostering, well, if you do have a busy schedule, just foster until their forever comes along. I mean, fostering saves lives. And I just think there's a huge part. And we try our best to um, pay forward education. And it's so hard to explain to people. Once you're in it, 
you understand right. the rest. You know, you get it. You're like, oh my gosh. But when you're just watching, it's hard to really understand that, you know, there are top breeds in here. There, There's perfectly good dogs being dropped off for reasons that are ridiculous, like not being mm-hmm. allowed to sit in the bed. There are perfect rescue dogs. There are. You just, it's hard to explain that to people that there's nothing wrong with the dog. They didn't get dropped off for a bad reason. You know, it's the owners. That's the problem. Right. And I've only rescued dogs with issues. So if anyone knows or has met my dogs, they are not what she's talking about. There's dogs in there that are potty trained. There's dogs in there that probably don't have a bite record. Um, I just happen to take the troublesome cases, (laughs) but they're not all, they're not all like that. Like you said, there's literally perfect dogs in there. Yeah. And even the trouble ones, I mean, they, I mean, I love them all. I love every dog that we get trouble or not. And it doesn't, I think they're all perfect, but you know, whatever you're looking for, it's out there. So let's talk a little bit. I know we kind of like jumped into some of that. Let's talk about how or why the rescue was started, because that's always interesting to kind of hear of like how it all started and how it got to where it's at today. Right. So I'm just going to speak on what I know. Cause I, again, was not there when it was started, just joined about over a year ago. So Lisa started this rescue, I believe it was around six, seven years ago, and she has always had an absorbent amount of dogs, an absorbent amount of senior dogs. She was always taking them to work with her, dressing them up. Like she has always had a really big passion for dogs and mainly rescue dogs. And I know that Lisa was a part of other rescues. And I know that she did not feel what they were doing all the time was exactly right. And I think she wanted to be the voice for the voiceless and do things true to the dogs and the people and faithful to the dogs and people. So that's where the name true and faithful comes from. And so she really wanted to make her own rescue that did everybody, you know, right. Because she had been a part of other rescues that hadn't really been doing things that the way that she wanted, you know, she was fostering, she was volunteering and it wasn't how um, Lisa would like it to be ran. So she decided I'm just going to do it myself. And so she started true and faithful pet rescue mission. And it's been a success ever since. Yeah. She's doing an amazing job. I mean, a lot of people have heard of the rescue and that in and of itself says something about the rescue and the people who are running it. You know, if it's getting viral, the the message is getting out there and it's kind of making its way, you know, I'm all the way up in Jacksonville, Florida, and I've heard of you guys for a while. So that just really speaks to the difference that you guys are making. So thank you for the work that you guys do. Absolutely. It is very nice to hear. So, um, every rescue has needs, big needs, and you mentioned fostering. So let's kind of talk about fostering and then let's talk about some of the other needs. And so, um, give us a little bit of insight as to what it would look like to be a foster with you guys, because I know some, Some rescues have like a time limit. Uh, You must commit to six months or more, which is kind of a crazy timeline, honestly. Um, So what about for you guys? How does it look if someone wants to foster? So I fostered three times now. So I know about the process. And so we have a foster application listed on our website. You fill that out, you become approved and you foster. A lot of the times if you volunteer, you usually see, like if you're a part of it a lot, you'll see that dog that you want to foster you're not a volunteer, you you know, tell Lisa what you're really looking for to foster with. Fostering is so important, especially with the type of dogs that we are saving, mainly because they're unwanted and seniors. 
seniors want things a specific way. They want specific attention. A lot of the times they have medical issues. They need extra eye drops. They might need uh, medication. They might need, and you know, just extra attention, love and care. So it's really important that we have fosters for our senior rescue. And again, with seniors, we have uh, foster hospice cases. So we know they might not live a long time. So they might be your dog. They might, you might be there forever since they might not have much longer. The process is amazing with uh, fostering with Lisa. There's usually no time limit. It can be however long you want. And it's super easy. When I was there, I picked out, I picked out three different dogs. One was a fail, but the two that I did, I just immediately clicked them like, oh, I'm going to take this um, one home. You know, I filled out the application. She gives you a big bag, just as if you're adopting full of all the supplies you can think. I mean, it's a huge bag. Our adoption bags are huge. Our foster bags are huge. You take that home and you foster the dog. It's pretty simple. And if anything comes up with the dog, do you guys cover the the vet bills and all of that? Absolutely. So my first foster, she had a, what it was about like bladder stone. So I took her home and then I shortly, and this was a great reason I fostered her because she's around 30 other dogs. You might not have noticed right away as quickly as I did fostering that she, her uh, color of her pee was discolored. Mm -hmm. So we noticed that I told Lisa, Lisa immediately helped me get her into the vet, covered all the medical bills and she absolutely covers everything. It's nothing, you know, is they have pills, if they have eye drops, if anything you need, Lisa and the rescue, it will be fully taken care of. And if there was a medical emergency, which I did have, I know I can say myself that Lisa immediately got her in there and I did not have to worry about anything. That's awesome. I think some people's fear with fostering is like, well, I don't know if I can afford it. And so it's reassuring to hear, like, as long as you put a roof over their head, you feed them, you take care of them. If they take medicines, give it to them. Everything else is covered. Like you don't have to worry about it. Even we really just need someone to care for them. Yeah, yeah that's we'll awesome. We even give you food. I mean, there's literally like, we will give you all of the supplies you need. And that's, what's great about going to a rescue is it, instead of a shelter is the rescue. There is no time limit. We a hundred percent cover anything and everything you need. That's so it's a little bit different with the rescues. It's not funded by the government and things like that. So we have our, a little bit more free ability to allow our fosters to get more supplies and make sure a hundred percent of the time, all the medical needs are covered, emergency, anything. Right. So what about some other needs that you guys have right now, or, or even just general needs that you guys have kind of around the clock, around the year, around the clock, around the year, these will always be, no matter what, we will always need adopters. We are constantly posting dogs. If you're looking for a dog, a small dog specifically too, sometimes even big, we will constantly be posting every, almost every day on Instagram with dogs available. We also, of course, need volunteers, remote, in person. We, help is always needed. It doesn't matter what it is. We could use your help. I know we have people such as myself right now, um, helping with Instagram and TikTok, but we also have another uh, member, her name is Renee, and she also does a lot of our online work, which helps with our Patreon. If you guys don't know, we'd have like a monthly support you can go do. And she, I'll send her the picture. She uploads them. So she reached out to Lisa. I think it was a few years ago. I was like, Hey, let me run this for you. Totally random. Lisa's like, okay, but she made a huge difference. She's not even here, but she's making a huge difference. So in person or not, we could use your help. 
I know somebody else is volunteering to work on our website for us. So that is very helpful. But again, we still need day-to-day volunteers. We work around the clock with the rescues, food, medications, cleaning, that is always needed. And if you can't be here or help of donations, always, always are needed. Whether you're local and want to bring something, if you want to send something from our Amazon wish list, we have a Chewy wish list. If you can't do any of that, though, we always need people to follow along in the journey. I love to plug that. Just follow along, share it with a friend. Maybe somebody else might be able to help too. Yeah, resharing a post or just, you know, sharing something to your story can actually go such a long way. I know that there's so I've heard from so many different rescues, like, thank goodness this person shared with this person who told their friend and they got this dog adopted. So, uh, I mean, people know the power of social media, but it's just getting more and more powerful. And I think for rescues, it's such a great tool because it's free. And I put that in air quotes because our time isn't free, but (laughs) it's essentially free and it can get out to the masses. And so, yeah, anyone that's listening, if you cannot, um, help if you cannot donate at least following and sharing occasionally, you know, that's you're super on your phone, helpful. You're scrolling yeah. on a reel, make sure to double tap it. <laughs> right. So tell everyone where they can find you guys. So drop your website, your Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, drop all of it. All right. We're going to drop it. So for starting with our social medias, our TikTok is true and faithful and our Instagram is true, faithful, pet rescue mission our facebook again is true faithful pet rescue mission if you can't find those things they're also listed on our website which is true and faithful pet rescue mission.com in our instagram bio we have a link tree with everything we have our amazon wish list our chewy wish wish list our patreon wish list which is our monthly supporters uh, as well as our website. I mean, anything you can think of, it is on our Instagram link tree, as well as our TikTok link tree. I think that's mostly everything. It's all kind of interconnected. So if you find yeah. one, you can find everything else. Right. Well, thank you so much, Madison. We appreciate the work that you're doing and appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. We were so excited to shed a little bit more light on rescue and we're so excited to be here. Thank you for tuning in to the Canine Culture Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the Canine Culture Podcast on your favorite podcast platform and make sure you're following us on social media. If you have any recommendations, any topics that you'd like to hear, if you know of any guests that would be good for the show, or if you yourself want to be a guest, please reach out to us. Send us an email at canineculturepodcast at gmail.com or send us a direct message on social media. Thank you for listening and please share this with any of your dog loving friends.